All right, Javosai, good morning, good morning. Again, Baruch Hashem, to be able to have started Mesechah's Baba Kama yesterday. Baruch Hashem was a beautiful, magnificent start to the Mesechah. What an incredibly exciting first blot, first blot of the daf. We are continuing today, Mirat Hashem, in the Magnificent Adventure. We thank all of our sponsors for this morning. We to thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Cheshvan. Stephen Tarizin. For dedicating all the Sherman Joshua's this month, in memory of Steve's father, Bunim Tzvi Ben Chaim, Leah Soul as a Schusra Fushlima for our daughter Ilana Bas Esther, and for all of those wounded in Eretz Yisrael, Yonah's son and Rachel Wolf for a complete and lasting Rufua, Rufushlima for Rafal Yitzchak Baruch Ben Esther, Cherry and Sarah Walaski in the Schusra Fushlima for their grandson Zecharia Dov Ben Peral Shira, Azriel and Iris Miller in the Schus of the Holy Soldiers of the IDF and the merit of our brothers and sisters in Eretz Yisrael. And of course, as a Mazel Tov for the birth of their granddaughter, Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov, the Karishma Yisra, what's her name? Malkarina. 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 Beautiful. Beautiful. Little to live a lifetime of Rina. And our Dafyomi sponsors for today, David and Malki Kramer, in honor of the Dafyomi share for completing Mesechus Kiddushin and commencing Mesechus Babakama and in the Schos of Baruch Hashem, the entire share, we should all be Zolcha Emir Hashem to be able to continue to learn together, to grow together, and Emir Hashem to serve the Ribbon Shal Olam together for many years to come. It was with that. Let us, let us begin. So we have a lot to do today, Baruch Hashem, another really exciting daf. Today's daf is Gimel. Today's daf is Gimel. You know, some, somebody said to me at the Kiddush yesterday that they're very excited about Baba Kama because they feel that they have a lot of PTSD uh, about Baba Kama from their yeshiva days, right? <laughs> that, that Baba Kama doesn't elicit good memories, right? So, Hashem, you know, this is going to be dafyomi, therapy, everything, everything rolled into one, and it's much cheaper than laying down on someone's couch. I just want to tell you. So, Emirat Sashem, we are going to, for those who unfortunately have negative memories of Baba Kama, it's not Baba Kama. Don't put it, it's not Baba Kama. It, people, so whatever, people, people try their best, but sometimes the best just doesn't exactly work out. But Emirat Sashem, one thing I can guarantee you is that you are going to emerge from this Masechta madly in love with Baba Kama. Madly in love. He is going to become your best friend in the entire entire world, and you're going to long to see him seven and a half years later in Yeretz HaShem. So let's begin. So let's begin. So we left off, we left off yesterday on the bottom of base on the base 2B, on Ella told Yotzebayim. So we left off, it is two, four, six, eight, nine lines up from the bottom. So remember again, we're actually now picking up, so let's frame what we're trying to accomplish. Remember, quick Chazara, because again, hopefully you had also a couple of minutes to Chazar the Daf last night. Because even just chazering just a couple of key points allows you, Baruch Hashem, to retain so much beautiful information. So remember again, the mission introduced us to the concept that there are four primary categories of damages. Right? So remember again, we were focusing on the concept of karen, a concept of, excuse me, I should say shar, right? Which is damage done by an ox. And so when it comes to damage done by an ox, we saw that what? There are three primary categories. There's karen, goring. There's shame, damage done through consumption and regal, Damage done through activities of daily living. In the midst of all this conversation, I'm going a little bit out of order, the primary discussion was like this. If you're going to tell me that there are avos, primary categories of damage, what does that automatically tell me that there are also what? Tolos, secondary categories. Our overarching question, which we have still not yet solved, is are the avos and tolos the same or not? Are they the same or not? Remember, we have two models for avos and tolos. Model number one, 
Shabbos. Thank you. Right? Model number one. Shabbos, right? Where again, we see that Avos and Toldos are treated the same. Model number two? Tumba. Where we see that what? Avos and Toldos are not treated the same. Okay, so now, the Shiloh, of course, is Nezikin and damages. Which model do they fit into? Is it a Shabbos model where Toldos and Avos are the same? Or a Tumba model where Avos and Toldos are not the same? To complicate things a little bit more, we have a statement of Rav Papa. Rav Papa's statement is actually going to be the springboard of our conversation today. So Rav Papa said, Yesh mehen ki bohen, v'yesh mehen lav ki bohen. Rav Papa said, and I remember in the four categories of damages, sometimes, sometimes, avos and toldos are the same, and sometimes avos and toldos are not the same. Only problem is, Rav Papa did not explain that statement. So I'll say, that's going to be where we're picking up. So let's go. Let's go. So the Gemara says as follows. So here's what's interesting. If you notice from yesterday's stuff, so remember, yesterday's stuff, we were really much more focused on Karen. On Karen, or I should say, right? Shar Karen, right? So remember again, so remember Karen, the Av, we'll call it, the Av is actual goring. And what's the tolda? Any, any intentionally damaging action. Now, by Karen, it seemed to come out that Allah Avos and Toldos are essentially treated the same. Okay, so that's Karen. So now, when Rapapa says that there are certain things within the categories of damages where Avos are like Toldos, Avos are not like Toldos, Ela Toldos, Dam Rapapa here. So when Rapapa said that there are cases of damages where the told or the Avos and Toldos are not the same, what was he referring to? So here we go. Ile Mahani, if you want to say it's referring to Karen, that can't be why. Maishna Karen. I'll say, what is Karen? Remember again, I'll say, just in your mind, say so you have, I'm going to try to maybe make a chart of this. Um, remember, you have Shar, right? The Mishnah calls, the Mishnah calls the first category of damages Shar. The truth is, we really see it's not really Shar. It's not really Shar. Shar is descriptive of four primary categories, the three primary categories, sorry. Right? Shar is of what? Of Karen, right? Shame and Regal. Right? So Karen, Shane, and Regal, those are all called Shar. Those are all called Shar. So Gemara says as follows. So when Rafapa says that there are certain categories of Avos and Tolbos that are not treated the same, so what is he referring to? If he's referring to Karen, that can't be. Why? Maishna Karen, the Kavanasa Lahazik, Uma Moncha, Ushmirasu Alecha. So remember again, what's the definition of Karen? How do you know if you fall into the Karen category? So it's very simple. Karen, this Karen is any action where the animal has the intention to go ahead and damage. Mamoncha, the animal is owned by you. Ushmiraso alechan, you have a responsibility to guard that animal, to prevent that animal from doing damage. We'll say, that's the, th- that's the three-point definition of Karen. So if you have an act of damage that is A, intentional, done by an animal ultimately that belongs to you, and done by an animal whom you have responsibility to guard, that's called Karen. So we'll say the Toldos cases all satisfy those same criteria. Well, if the Toldos cases satisfy those same criteria, then what? Then the Toldos are treated just like the Avos. So check one. Check one. Karen. Karen. When it comes to Karen, the Gemara says, Elo, Toldo, the Karen, the Karen. Okay, so we'll see. You're going to see what we're going to do over here. We're gonna work our way, we're gonna work our way through this maze step by step. So remember, so, so point number one, when it comes to Karen, Avos and Toldos are the same. 
are the same. Now, I will say, so again, I just want to point out to you, we are, oh, you know what, I don't realize we don't have our Baba Kama notebooks. Okay. Hopefully, uh, beginning of this week. So I just want to point out, we are along this journey amassing some significantly important information, right? So number one, the, the number one item under Shar is Karen. What is the definition of Karen? Karen is intentional damage done by some, intentional damage, or intention to damage done by an animal that is owned by you and whom you have the responsibility to guard. That's the definition of Karen. Now we've also established when it comes to Karen, Avos and Toldos are the same. Okay. So Rapapa must be talking about Shane and Regal. Maybe by Shane and Regal, that's where we say Avos and Toldos are not treated the same. So let's talk a little bit about Shane and Regal. So the Gemara says, Shane Varegal, Hechik Siva, Ksibi. And I will say, where do, we, where do we find Shane and Regal written? And I will say, I want to point out what's happening over here. The Gemara is not asking for a scriptural proof for Shane and Regal, right? You don't need a scriptural proof for all. Why? These things are intuitive. These things are intuitive. There are different ways an animal does damage. So whereas Karen is damage done by an animal with the intent to damage, Shane and Regal doesn't have malicious intent, right? There's no intent to damage. But it's so, so when the Gemara says, what's the Pasuk, we're not looking for a scriptural source. Rather, we're looking for a scriptural illusion. So the Gemara says as follows, Shin Regal Hechik Sivi, Desanyo Vishilach, so we'll say Vishilach, Ze Regal. So the Pasuk says over here, Ki Yaver Ish Sada Obekerem Vishilach Es Biiro Ubiar Biste Acher. So Vishilach, the Gemara says, it refers to me allowing my animal to walk into someone else's field, and ultimately, again, my animal does damage. My animal does damage. How does it do damage? Just again through walking through, through Regal. Pasek also says literally again, uses that lotion. Ubiyar. So what's Ubiyar? Ubiyar Ubiyar refers to shame. Ubiyar bisteacher. So we'll say it's in the same Pasek. He will allow his animal to wander in and destroy. That refers to regal. Ubiyar bisteacher. And the animal will destroy in another field, i.e. through through eating, that refers to shame. The Omer, Kashayivar Hagalal Es Tumo. And I will say again, Gemara quotes the Pasek, quotes the Pasek, ultimately in Malachim, Kashayivar Hagalal Es Tumo, which literally means as the tooth goes ahead and destroys that which it's consuming. Amramar, so Vashilachu Regal. So now again, I will say, now we see a Pasek where the Torah discusses both Shin and Regal as damages. So the Gemara says, Amramar, Vashilach Zuha Regal. So Vashilach is Regal. So time in the cost of Rahmanal, Mishalchi Haregal Hasharvachamar. Now we'll say now here's what's interesting. Understand what's happening over here. The Pasik in the Torah, right? The Pasik in the Torah talks about Vishilach S Biro. Vishilach S Biro. You will send your animal, or you allow your animal to go. Actually, Vishilach is means you'll send your animal. Now we'll say, now watch what the Gemara is doing. The Gemara then has another Pasuk that says, that says, Mishalche. Regel. So use the same notion of Shilach. So just like Meshalchei Regel refers to Regel, right? Refers to damage that the animal is doing with its foot. So so too, the Shilach S. Biro also refers to damage that the animal is doing with its foot. Regel. Regel. So the Gemara says, Time in the Gosser Rachman, Meshalchei Regel, Regel Asherbach Amar. Now, we'll say, the way you know how to translate the Shilach S. Biro is because of the secondary pasuk of Mishalche HaRegel HaShar Hamar, Because you see Regal used after the word Mishilach. HaLav HaChi, 
Did he had it not said that I will say what would you have that but my mok law? So what would you understand that the Shilach as Biro is talking about? In other words, I will say, so right now I have like this synergistic relationship between Psukim. The Shilach has Biro means I'm sending my animal, right? But my animal and what is the animal doing? What is the animal? So now second Pasik from Alochim, Meshalhe Haregel Sharvahamar. So you see same lotion of Shilach. But the, term, but the Navi used Lashon of Regal. Oh, so the Shilach has Biro must be talking about damage done through Regal. Without that second modifying Pasuk from Malachim, what would I have thought the Shilach has Biro is talking about? To which the Gemara says, E Karen, if he thought it was talking about Karen, damage, right, intentional damage. So Ksiv, we already have a Pasuk for Karen. E Shane, Ksiv, if it's about Shane, we have a Pasuk for, for Shane. It's just, I would have thought you need that as follows. Why? I would have thought that perhaps both Pesukim are talking about Shane, right? Why do you two Pesukim about Shane? Maybe one Pesuk is talking about Shane, or we'll say, when what? Shane, when it poses an issue, or Shane, one who is talking about a damage of Shane, where the animal totally consumes the object, versus one is talking about a case where the animal doesn't totally consume the object and teaches that there's liability in both. Kamash Mullah know that the Pasuk is actually talking about Regal. Fine. The Hashtag do Kim na Regal. So I'll say we're just getting technical over here, just about how to use the Psukim. The Hashtag do Kim na Regal. So I'll say, so now that you're using the Pasuk of Bashila Sbiro to teach me Regal, Shane de Lomachalia Karna Minalan. Both say, from where do you know that if an animal goes ahead and damages something through shame, but doesn't totally consume the object, how do you know that halacha lamaisa there's still liability? Because shame is compared to regal. Just like Barega Rabosai, again, it makes no difference if the animal totally destroys the object or only partially damages the object. There's still going to be liability. So too by Shane, whether the animal totally destroys the object or doesn't totally destroy the object, there's still going to be liability. So let's analyze a bit more. Remember again, Beer Bisteacher. That refers to the animal, the animal damaging through shame. Remember again, what shame? What shame? Consumption, right? So again, the classic case of shame is I allow my animal to wander into Ruben's field, and my ox eats a row of cucumbers. That's shame. There's no malicious intent, right? It's an act of consumption. So ubiar zua shame. Bechinu omer kashe yivar hagalal es tumo. So I because the pasuk uses the lashon galal is a is a tooth. Is a tooth. Kashev. So Ubiar Yivar Hagalal. Using the same wording. So the Gemara says, Time of the Kasev Rahmana Kashe Yivar Hagalal Tumal. Well, see, just to show you what's driving all of this over here. The Pasik in the Pasik in Khumishmos, the Pasik in Mishpatim, is not it's not immediately clear what it's talking about. Right? Remember again, the Pasik itself says, Kiyaver Ish Sada O Kerem, Vishilach es biiro, ubiar biste acher. So what, what, is, what does that mean? V'shilach es biro, I send in biro. Now we know the lashon of ba'er, like beer, is destruction. So I send in my biro, u'bi'er b'ste'acher. So now we're saying, v'shilach es biro, that refers to regel. Regel. Why? Because I have another Pasuk that says, m'shalche ha-regel ha-shar v'ha-chamar. And then again, when it says, Ubir Bisteacher, I have another Pasik that says, Kasher Yivar Hagolo, the tooth, right? As the tooth destroys. So again, that's a reference to shame. 
So the Gemara says, So how love hachi, but had the pas had had the, had we not had that second modifying pasuk, but ma'ukim no. What would you assume that ubiar means? So the Gemara says, e karen ksiv. If we were talking about karen, we already have a pasuk for karen. E regal. If we're talking about regal, we also have a pasuk for karen for regal. I might have thought that both psukim are talking about regal. Now, I, why would one need two psukim by regal? I would have thought both say there's two different psukim by regal. One of two different psukim. One pasuk is talking about where the animal goes on its own. And one pasuk is talking about where what? I send the animal. And I have two different psukim to teach you that there's liability in both cases. Kamash no, that ultimately, again, the pasuk is used for shame. I have a hashta du'uki shame. So now that I'm using the pasuk of, now that I'm using the pasuk of ubir to teach me shame, so regal da'azlam amelam inalan, how do I know that there's liability in a case where my animal goes on its own and tramples, tramples someone else's property? Because regal is compared to shame. Just like Shane, it doesn't make a difference if ultimately, again, you send it on your own. Or if it, or you send it, you, you send it or it goes on its own. So to by regal, it makes no difference if the animal goes on its own or if you actively direct it. So I will say, so why not just let the Torah write Vishilach and you don't need a beer? Why? Because Vishilach apparently demashma regal umashma shame. Just from Vishilach you could learn out both regal and shame. So the Gemara says, Mashma regal dechsev mishalchei regal ashar Again, it has a connotation of regal because you have the same lashna mishalchei umashma shame dechsev v'shem behemos ashalach bam. So you see the same lashna of shalach both by shame and regal. So just let the Torah write, V'shilach es bi'iro, and let me learn out both Shein and Regal from that same Pasuk. So Shingmar says, no, no, no. Ilaf kra yisera, hava amina, oha, oha. Because it was, I wouldn't have thought to learn out two things from one phrase. I would have thought that it's either talking about Shein or Regal. So the Gemara says, O Regal, Dezek Matsoi, because maybe it's talking about Regal. They both say, Regal is the most common form of damage, which makes sense. Remember again, what's Regal? What's Regal? Damage done just through what? Regular activities of daily living, right? Just through everyday stuff. That is the most common form of damage. So the Gemara says, Iragal has a Komatsoi. O Shane, the Lazigo. Or maybe some about Shane because Shane ultimately represents any act of damage from which the animal derives benefit. So Mirti, Shkulenhain. So apparently, Shane and Regal, I both say it's interesting, Shane and Regal really seem to kind of be on equal footing. Viavo Shne, so the Gemara says, Mirti, Shkulenhain, Viavu Shneem. So ultimately, again, if you would only have one phrase, because they both seem to be an equal footing, you'd have to learn them both out. Because which one would you exclude? So it's Because well, I still, I would have thought that really it only applies to a case where what? Where you actively direct the animal to go into someone else's field. But perhaps again, if the animal went on its own, you wouldn't be chayiv. No, you'd be chayiv in that case as well. So I will say, so what, what do we have? So what do we have over here? So, I will say, so again, I just want to point out, remember, remember, let's just keep focused. What are we still trying to figure out, right? Like, no idea, right? <laughs> what, right, right what, what are we trying to figure out? Rav Papa said, there are cases where avos and toldos, remember again, in the ziki now, in damages, there are cases where avos and toldos are the same, Cases where Allah told us are not the same. So what do we know so far? We know so far that in Karen, 
in Karen, which is the first under the umbrella of Shar, right? Karen, which is Gorin, what's the halacha? Avos and Toldos are the same. Why? There's a logic, because Karen has a definition. What's the definition of Karen? Any act, right? Any act of intentional damage done by an animal that is owned by you, and you have the responsibility to watch that animal. So if that's the criteria for Karen, so Avos and Toldos are going to be the same, and therefore, again, they're, they're treated the same way by Karen. Okay, so now, it may be, maybe, when Rav Papa said that there's a case of Avos and Toldos that aren't the same, what was he referring to? Shane and Regal. So what did we just do over here, Abosai? What did we just do? All we just did was show how we learn out Shane and Regal from the Pasuk in Shmos. That's all we did. I'm going to consolidate it for you, very simply. The Pasuk Abosai we're talking about is Shmos, Parak Chav Beis, Pasuk Dalit. And we're learning out, Abosai, here it is. Mishilach es biiro. You will send your animal to do damage. So Abosai, Mishilach, that's the phrase that teaches us Regal. That teaches us Regal. That refers to damages ultimately done through trampling. Through trampling. Or what we would call any act, any, any what we'll call a- a- activities of daily living. Okay? That refers to shame. Any type of damage done ultimately again through consumption. Now, both sides, that's the entire Gemara we just learned. The Gemara just bolstered that through a number of different proofs. That, but that's the Iker takeaway from that last sugya. Good. Now, both say now it gets exciting. Now, you thought it was exciting until now. Oh, just wait. Watch this. So, the Gemara says, Tolda Deshain Maihi. Tolda Deshain Maihi. So, both say now, okay, so now, now, I, now we've learned out shame and we've learned out Rego. What is the Tolda of shame? I both say, now remember again, Give me the av. What's the av of shame? Give me an av. In a case of an av of shame, right? My animal goes into Ruben's field, eats the cucumbers. That's shame. That's shame. There's damage. But again, unlike Karen, unlike Karen, where ultimately there's intention to damage, right? And unlike Rega, where it's quote unquote just like going along its way activity of daily living, this is with the intention to benefit. Animal wants to get hano. So now watch this. What is the tolda of shame? It's so fascinating. Listen to this, Rebbe said. Imagine for a moment, the animal rubs itself against the wall. Right? Say, the animal has, a, has, a, has an itch. Right? It scratches itself. It scratches itself. Scratches itself against the wall? Yeah, that's the right term, right? Right? It scratches itself against the wall. Now, listen, now why is it doing that? Right? Because it wants to satisfy the itch. It wants to adjust the itch. And what happens? Either it damages the wall or it knocks down the wall. So again, was there intention to damage? No. What was the intention? For Hana. For Hana. Or, for example, Tinfa Peros Lahana Asa. Or the animal soiled fruit for its own benefit. This could be the same case. The animal has, uh, has an itch, and what is it? It rolls around in the fruit to go ahead and uh, scratch the itch. Again, but it ruins all of the fruit in, in the process. So these are cases where, again, there wasn't intention to damage. Whatever damages is happening, it, whatever damages is a result of the animal's hana. So this, these are, so I will say, so the, again, as a, so you begin, you, by the way, you begin to see the distinction. The distinction between the av and tolda of shim is what? Is that the av of tolda is direct consumption. Direct consumption, right? The tolda, the tolda ultimately again is hana, is hana with secondary, secondary damage. So the Gemara says, listen to this. So in this So my shno shame. So we'll say, what's unique about shame? So what, what's the definition of shame? Here we go. So, so remember again, the animal wants to get hana, right? There, there is intention to get hana, and therefore again, I'm both saying, 
the destruction is also intentional. But as opposed to Karen, where the destruction is intentional for destruction's sake, here the destruction is intentional, quote-unquote, but the mice is gratification. It's gratification. It's Hana. So the animal is getting Hana, but has intention to get Hana, right? Ultimately, again, umamoncha, right? Ultimately, again, the animal is owned by you. And you have a responsibility to guard the animal. So if you notice, by the way, so, so components two and three of Shane are the same thing as what? Components two and three of Karen. It's an animal owned by you, and you have a responsibility to guard it. You have a responsibility to watch it. One is where it's different. Whereas Karen, the intention is to damage. By Shane, the intention is to benefit. The intention is for now. Now, watch this. Ella told her the Shane Kishane. Watch this. All right, we're working through this. See, you're right. The truth is, see, here's what it is. Once you develop a definition, once you develop a definition, so whether you're an Av or a Tolda, if you fit into the definition, then what? Then what? Then you're Shane. And once you're Shane, there should be no distinctions between Avos and Tolda. Someone says, you're right. You're right. Rather, Tolda, the Shane, Kishane. Okay, so what's this? Here we go. Keep track of this. So, so far, what do we have? Karen. Tolda of Karen is like Karen. Or I should say, Tolda, Avos and Toldos of Karen are the same. Because we have definitions. Shane, Avos and Toldos are the same. Because you have a definition. So now, let's go through the list. Remember again, what are we looking for? What are we looking for? We're looking for the case of Avos and Toldos which are different from one another. That's really what we're looking for. Okay, so it must be when Rav Papa said that there's a case where Avos and Toldos are not the same. What is that referring to? Regal. Watch this. So what is, so I'll say, by the way, typical case of Regal, what's the typical case of Regal? Give me the Av of Regal. Animal, and right, my animal is walking around and, and tramples on Ruben's uh, earthenware pots, right? Or on his produce. You know, that's the typical case of Regal. So the Gemara says, so tell me, Toldo de Regal Mahi. What is the case of, what is the Toldo of Regal? So here we go. Hezika Begufa Derechi Bucha. So we'll say, the typical case of Regal. So where, whereas the Av of Regal will literally be a case of trampling, right? The Toldo of Regal will be the animal's walking along, minding its own business, and what? rubs its body against something and damages it. But remember, as opposed to the case of Shane, where the animal rubbed its body, why did it rub its body? Right? For its own benefit. Here, there's no intention for Ana. Here the animal is just walking along its way and again, rubbed itself, rubbed itself along the wall and damaged the wall. Or was walking down the street and again, you know, knocked off some utensils by rubbing on, by, you know, by hitting it with its body. Not trampling, hitting it with its body. Or, Bissara Terechilucha, or the hair, um, like the mane? Yeah, the mane, right? The mane of the animal, right? If you have an animal with a tail, maybe, right? So the, the, the hair of the animal, the mane of the animal, knocks something off and damages something. Again, no intention for damage, so it's not Karen. There's no intention for benefit, so it's not shame. The animal's just doing its thing. It's, it's, just, it's just being an animal. It's just being an animal. You see something incredible. Sometimes just by being an animal, you cause damage. Sometimes just by being an animal, right? Even if you don't have kavana, sometimes just by behaving like an animal, you just cause damage. So the Gemara goes right to the Gemara says, or b'shlif shalah, or if it's carrying a load, carrying a load. We're going to talk a lot about this case, right? Carrying a load, and again, just by carrying its load, it knocks something else over, damages something else. But prumbia shebepia, the bit, right? The bit that the animal has in its mouth that causes damage. Bizug shebetzavara. The animal has a bell around its neck, and what ends up happening? You know, it uh, whatever it moves one direction, and the bell hits something else. 
These are just all acts of damage. Again, not intentional, therefore not karen, not done for anah, therefore not shame. Regal just means an animal causing damage in this normal course of being an animal. So the Gemara says, My, so, okay, so let's analyze this. My so we'll say, what is regal? What is the definition of regal? Here we go. Hezeka matsui. So we'll say, regal is any case where the animal causes damage in a normative fashion. Normative fashion, what we call through activities of daily living. Activities of daily living. Uma moncha, done by an animal that is owned by you. And ultimately, again, you have a responsibility to guard the animal. So we'll say, what do you see over here? Three criteria for, for regel. So again, you're beginning to see a model over here. Criteria two and three are going, to be, are going to be the same for all of the categories of damage, which is we're talking about an animal that is owned by you, that is owned by you, and that you have a responsibility to watch. To watch. So if the only difference by regel is what's the nature of the damage? It's done through activities of daily living. So the Gemara says, I don't understand. If that's the case, Hani Nami, the toldos that you described, also fall into that category. Hani Nami, Hezekel Matsui. Shabbos, remember again, what was the example of the toldo? The example of the toldo is animals walking down the street, and what does it do? Its body rubs against the wall and knocks down the wall. Okay? So that's a case of common damage done by an animal that you own and you have a responsibility to watch. So therefore, Hani Nami, Hezekel Matsui, Mamoncha, Ushmirasan Alecha, Ela, Tolda de regal keregal. Wow. Okay, well, see, here we go. So we're going through the list. See, so you're right. It must be that by regal, must be that by regal, avos and toldos are the same. So we'll say, what do we have so far? Karen, avos and toldos are the same. Shane, avos and toldos are the same. Regal, avos and toldos are the same. So remember, we're still looking for the case of Rapapa, where avos and toldos are not the same. So the Gemara said, Vichikam Rapapa, Atolda de Bar. Ooh, okay. So we'll say, so now, Look, look, look what's just happened over here. So we'll say, it's very exciting. So now, it turns out, what we have just done is we have just completed a very important unit over here, which is we have just gone through the category of shor. We've gone through the category of shor. So what do we have, right? Shor is essentially made up of three parts. What are the three parts? What are the three parts? Right? Karen, Shane, Regal. Now we have definition for those three parts, right? So we'll say, right? Karen, intention to damage, animals owned by you, you have the responsibility to guard it. Shane, damage done again through benefit, through hanah, or you own the animal, responsibility to watch it is on you. Regal, damage is done through activities of daily living, animal is owned by you, you have responsibility to watch it. In all three of those cases, the halacha is that avos and toldos are treated the same. So now what is our Papa talking about? Ah, bar. Now we'll say, remember again, bar. So remember what's just happened over here. So remember, we've just now moved to the second of the two categories in the Mishnah. So that, no, obviously we haven't finished Shar. Right? There's, there's a lot more we have to about we'll say, but it is very exciting because now what we do have, I think we have a pretty clear, I'm feeling pretty good about this, right? <laughs> we have, right? We, we have now the halachi construct down. Okay, so obviously we don't have all the details filled in yet, but we do have the construct. So now, both say, so now, it must be that Papa was talking about bar. Now, what's bar? Let's analyze. The Gemara says, so Tolda de bar mine. Now, both say, again, now, here's what's interesting. What is the classic case of bar? What is the classic case of bar? If I the classic case of bar? You dig a pit. Where are you digging the pit? Good. This is going to be very important. You're digging the pit in Shusarabim, right? I'm digging the pit in Shusarabim. Right? And therefore, I'm causing, literally, again, bar bir shus harabim. I'm causing a public obstacle. Therefore, I'm responsible for that. Now, bar is going to be very interesting. Why about Because remember, if I dig a pit in my own property, right? If I dig a pit in my property and Ruben comes over and falls in, what's the halacha? What's the halacha? 
So we're going to see, this is an interesting topic, because again, I was saying, one end I can see, listen, you're on my property, you know what, you know, for, well, this could be a Shiloh that Ruvain intentionally called out, was, was he invited, uninvited, is it trespassing, not trespassing, do I have the ability to maintain dangerous things? on my property, and can I say to people, listen, it's your problem. It's your problem if you go ahead. If you go ahead. So again, we'll discuss all that, but the typical, the paradigmatic case of bar is I am digging a pit in the public domain. So watch this. So the Gemara says, what is the tolda of bar? So tolda bar, my new. So it's assassinated, listen to this. So ilema av yud v'tolda tes. Fascinating. Maybe the av malacha of bar is digging a pit that is 10 tfachim deep, right? And the tolda is 9 tfachim deep. Why? So, so, so why? Because remember, maybe, maybe that loch is like this, that a bar that is 10 tfachim deep is deep enough to shalom cause someone to die if they fall into it, versus 9 tfachim is enough for injury, but not enough for death. So the Gemara says, one second. So the Gemara says, I've told you low test ksivu, low yud Israel will say, the Torah doesn't say anything about that. The Torah doesn't mention anything about the depth of a bar. The Torah just says, if a person will dig a pit. It doesn't make any distinction about the depth of the pit. So, that's not necessarily a problem. Why? Because it will say, the Pasuk does say, the Pasuk does say, when it speaks to his father, it says, when the Torah discusses bar, so it does discuss what? It does discuss the fact that the animal, Ruben's animal, falls into my pit and dies. Which seems to indicate to us that what? The type of bar that the Torah is describing is what type of bar? Is the type of bar ultimately that is capable of causing something to die. All right, so the says, Yud Avdi Misa test Avdi Misa Avdi. And Chazal said, apparently, a bar of 10 Tvachim could cause death. Nine tvachim only causes injury. Sof, sof, I don't understand. Still, those can both be avos. Ze av lemisa, ze av Okay, but I can still see, so fine. So a, a ten tefach bar, that's an av for death. And a nine tefach bar, ultimately, again, is, is an av ultimate vengeance. I'll, I'll just say something amazing. Something amazing. What do you see from this gemara? Such a, such a profound Muslim has skill. I will say, in the eyes of Chazal, at least in the eyes of Halacha, What's the distinction? What's the difference between death and injury? A tevach. They both say, how much is a tevach? Right? A couple of inches. A couple of inches. The distinction between death and injury could just be a couple of inches. They both say, what is true in the world of the physical is also true in the world of the spiritual. They both say that sometimes we push limits on certain things, thinking that it's not going to impact my ruchnius. I could take liberties over here, I could do certain things, I could engage in certain things, maybe it'll injure me, but ultimately, again, it won't have any lasting effects. Sometimes the distinction between injury and death, sometimes the distinction between, you know, an episodic event versus longer lasting effects could just be a tafach. Could just be a tafach. That's why in life it is so important for us to create the right gidarim. We have to create the right boundaries for ourselves. Because if you're always playing it on the line, right? If you're always, if you're always between nine and ten tvachim, so maybe sometimes it'll just be injury and not long-lasting effects. But sometimes you push the envelope a little bit too much and suddenly again it's a bore of ten tvachim and the effects of my actions could have irrevocable repercussions. Gidare, necessary boundaries to prevent ourselves from getting to that bar of yud tvachim, incredibly important. So the Gemara says, 
Ella, listen to this. Shabbos says, so now watch this. What's the case of told of bar? This is fascinating. Ella, Avno Sakino Maso, Shenichem Bishosarabim Veziko. So it's interesting on both sides. So what is the case? What is the tolda of bar? The tolda of bar will be the following case. The tolda of bar is where you placed a stone, a knife, or your package in Rosh Hashanah So we'll say, so right, you hear this? So whereas the av of bar is what? You're digging a pit. You're digging a pit. The tolda of bar is you're placing a stumbling block in the public domain. So you leave your knife in the public domain, right? You go ahead and you leave a stone in the public domain. Obviously, we'll have to further clarify the parameters of this. You go ahead and put down a package in public domain. So now, people could trip over this, become injured over this. That's the tolda of bar. That's the tolda of bar. So the Gemara says, hey, chidami, what's the case? Se'idafkarinu. So we'll say, if we're talking about a case where, let's say I placed down uh, uh, my, my pack, right? My, 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 uh, my load, right? I place down my load on the, and I'm it. I make it hefker. Then bein l'rab, bein l'shmo, bar. Then everyone will agree that ultimately, again, that is bar. And I will say, we're going to get into this. We're jumping ahead a little bit, but we're going to get into this because remember, bar is very unique. Why is bar? I will say, bar is the most unique thing in the world. But, I don't know, okay, maybe that's a bit hyperbolic, right? <laughs> right? But, but bar is halachic unique. Why, I will say, when you dig a bar in Rosh Hashanah, imagine, right, you go out to seven mile lane. You dig a pit in seven mile lane, right? I will say, who's responsible for damages? I am. Who owns the bar? No one. So bar is fascinating in that I don't own it, but yet I am still responsible for the damage it causes, which is really such a... Because remember again, think about it, especially in contradistinctions, everything we said before, right? Remember again, the whole chap by Karen, by Shane, by Regal, is damage is done by something that I own and I have a responsibility. Bar, I don't own it. I don't... I can't own it. It doesn't belong to me. It's a shusharabim. But yet... I am responsible for any damages it causes. So it's really fascinating. So now, the toll that you're going to tell me is where I place my, 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 my rock, my knife, or my load in the Rabin. So what's the case? If it's talking about a case where I was mafkirit, I made it hefker, I will say we'll get into this later on, then bein l'rab bein l'shmol hainu bar. Everyone agrees that Allah Chalamaisa, that's bar. Everyone agrees that's bar. Okay. Again, Rashi points out over here that this is a machlokes later on in Chavchesim Abiz between Rav and Shmuel about, again, halacha lamaisa, does a bar have to be hefker or not have to be hefker? But everyone agrees that if it is hefker, that is the paradigmatic case of bar. So the Gemara says, Hainu bar, amadez, amadez, eat the and if it's not hefker, and if it's not hefker, so either Shmuel, the Amram Kula mi lamanu, Hainu bar. So according to Shmuel, according to Shmuel, Shmuel will still say, even if it's not half it's still going to be bar. Right? The Gemara says, mm-hmm. So I'll say, it's interesting. So again, we're not going to get into this now. We're not going to get into this now. But is just saying, what's the case? What's the case? If you're mafkirit, everyone agrees, it's bar. If you weren't mafkirit, Shmuel says, it's bar. And listen to this. Rav says, it's shar. It's shar. Because now something you own is causing damage to others. That's sharp. That's sharp. So the Gemara says, if that's the case, so my shnab bar. So we'll say, what is unique about bar? So remember, it's all about definitions. What is the definition of bar? So we'll say, bar is something by definition that is made, that is created with the intention to damage. That's what a bar is, right? Why else are you digging a bar in Rishos Harabim? Right, so the, the, the idea, the creation of it is with the intention to damage. Uma moncha, 
and it belongs to you. Now we're going to discuss what that means. That let me say it belongs to you ultimately again for nezek purposes, but we'll discuss that. And you have a responsibility to now guard it and prevent it from damaging other people. If that's our definition, then the case of the toldos, which was the case of the knife, the package, and the stone, would be the same thing. Putting it down in the, in the public domain, the intention is to damage. And it belongs to you. And ultimately, again, you're responsible, you're responsible ultimately to guard it. So what do you see from here? Wow. Okay, so now, even moving past Shar, it turns out that by Bar, Avos and Toldos are the same. So once again, we're back to square one. Shabbos says, Rav Papa, it's all about Rav Papa. Right, Rav Papa made the statement that there's a case where Avos and Toldos are not the same. So remember again, so far Karen, Avos and Toldos the same. Shane, Avos and Toldos the same. Regal, Avos and Toldos the same. Bar, Avos and Toldos the same. I say, I just want to point out, we didn't do justice to Bar. Right? Because there's a lot more, there's a lot more to discuss over here with the bar, because you could come up with cases where a person didn't create a bar for the purpose of damaging. Again, I will say, remember again, we're, we're packing in a ton of stuff into this daf, and then we're going to unravel it all as we go forward. Okay. So I will say, well, now we're kind of like at the end of the road over here. Right? So the Gemara says, so what are we talking about? Papa says, ultimately again, that Allah the Alok Lamaisa told us and Avos and told us are the same. What is he referring to? Mava. There's only one problem with Mava, which is what? We don't know what Mava is. A small technical issue, right? In other words, we have no idea what that is. But okay, let's, let's go with it. Let's go with it. Let's say, so, let's say, just, just on the right, this, say, what, what does it mean? This is very important. That, what does it mean to learn Torah? What it means to learn Torah, learning Torah is not an exercise of the mind. Right? Learning Torah is an exercise of the soul. So, which is why, you know, Rabbi Nachman said, Rabbi Nachman said, even if you learn something and you don't understand it, I was saying, see, sometimes, you ever have a day, you ever have a day of Dafyomi, where the shir goes by, and you're like, I know I was here, because there's two empty cups of coffee in front of me, right? So I know, I know I sat here, I have absolutely no idea what happened today, right? No, 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 thank you, thank you, right? right. I give the share and have days like that, right? You know, no idea what's, what's, what's happened over here. And then the truth is, you know, you, you, you begin to like feel like, what am I doing? You know, what am I doing? Is, is this, you know, is this purposeful? Is it not purposeful? I begin to doubt the daf, which is like, my like, I'd be curses, you know? I, 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 begin, to, I begin to, I'm like, what, what, what am I doing? So I say, Rabbi Nachman says, understand, people make the mistake of thinking, that Talmud Torah is an exercise of the intellect. He says, it's not true. He says, Talmud Torah is an exercise of the neshama. And even if a person sits down and learns something, and I don't understand one word that I have learned, the Rebbe says, your neshama is on fire. Your neshama is on fire. Because what the mind doesn't understand, the neshama dafka does. This is incredibly important. I think, I, I think... I don't think it's just a, a, a Rebbe thing or a Hasidish thing. I think that Chazal believed in this also. I'll tell you why. Why would Chazal give us a Mishnah with something that remains undefined until the bottom of today's daf? It's not like the Gemara didn't know the answer. All right, guys, give us, you know, give us a few moments of work in this out. You know, we're going to get to it. We're going to get to it, right? They knew it. They knew it. So why not just put the definition back in the Mishnah? Rashi, instead of telling us, in the Gemara you'll figure it out, just tell us. Just tell us what Mava is. 
I said, I think it's to reinforce that point that sometimes the beauty of Torah is not what you accomplish with your mind, but the beauty of Torah is what you accomplish with your neshama. The beauty of Talmud Torah is saying, you know what? This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm, going to, this is what I'm committing myself to. I'm carving out the time. I'm showing up. I understand it. I don't understand it. That's not really the ikr. The ikr is that Talmud Torah is a form of avodas Hashem. And just like when you daven, if there are words you don't understand, the tefillah is no less impactful. Talmud Torah is avodas Hashem as well. And sometimes if there are concepts I don't understand, words I don't understand, and maybe even entire sukkis I don't understand, the avodah Hashem is no less impactful. So important for us to understand. So Chazal leave Ma'ave, not understood. Why? Don't think this is all about your intellect. This isn't. This is just like tefillah. This is an avodah shebalev, no less than davening out of your siddur. And even if you don't understand, know that your neshama is mamish on fire. So the Gemara says as follows. The Gemara says, So, so okay, Gemara says, by the way, what's Ma'ave? So it was a, so the Gemara now quotes the Machlokas, the Gemara says, mm-hmm. So Shmuel says, Mave is shame. Mave is shame. Again, we're going to get into this more. Mave is shame. All right, so we've already established that the told, Avos and told us that shame are the same. Il Rav, and if it's Rav, Damar Mave ze Adam. Oh, this is going to get very exciting. Rav will say, Rav holds that Mave is Adam. What's Adam? Damage that man does. That opposed to shar, right, which is damage done by an animal, right, or ultimately bar, damage done by an object, by a bar, by a pit, or hever, which ultimately again is going to be damage done by fire, by fire. So ultimately again, mave is damage done by man, according to Rav. So that's this. It was very exciting. So my uh, my toldos isbe. So I will say. So now, when it comes to a person doing damage, what, what would be? Let's say, let's go with mave. Let's go with mave being the category. Of Adam Hamazik, a person who damages. So what would be the toldos in that case? Watch this, incredible. The chitema av neyar told the yashin. Let's say maybe ultimately again, the avos is when a person does damage while awake. And tolda is when a person does damage while sleeping. We're going to talk about these cases. Let's say, imagine I'm sleeping, sleeping. Someone goes ahead and leaves an object on my bed. I roll over on it and I break it. I break it. So that's maybe the avos is damage I do when I'm awake, and ultimately again told us our damage I do when I'm asleep. I was like, get ready for this next line. But tonight we learned that can't be Adam muad liolam bein ar bein yashin. Wow, wow. I was say a person is always responsible for his actions, whether he is awake or whether he is asleep. Whether he is asleep. Now I was say. That statement itself is, is, yeah, I know, a little heavy, a little heavy for a Sunday morning, right? Right? But I was like, overwhelming. I was saying, I'll just tell you, I'll just tell you, just like in the Musa Haskell of that, there's an incredible Yisod. So sometimes in life, people walk through life sleeping, right? They're biologically awake, but they are spiritually sleeping. So I was like, just understand, at the end of the day, after 120, you're responsible for the life you led. You're responsible for what you did do, what you didn't do. You know, in, in this world, we have all of our excuses worked out, right? I, I, I would have done this, I should have done this, but you know, again, my mother didn't love me enough. My father never played catch with me. You know, my, my, you know, my teacher didn't do this. You know, my rabbi didn't do this. My spouse isn't, uh, you know, warm enough. You know, whatever, all the cause of my, my career, I didn't make enough money. I've, I've, got, I've got it all worked out alphabetically, chronologically, severity, worse. Life. I've got it all worked out as to why I am not self-actualizing. So let's say, you know what happens after 120? I'm telling you, listen, I love you. 
But let's just learn a little bit of Torah together. Let's, and what does he open up? He opens up Baba Kama, Daf Gimel on the base. He says, I just want to learn one line together. Vatnan, Adam, Muad, Liolam. Ben Ar, Ben Yashen. Whatever. You can have all the excuses you want. All, and that's it. I'll say, that's it. You can have all the excuses you want. The kids are too big. The kids are too little. They're too needy. They're not needy enough. That this, all the, hey, right, you've got excuses for every single stage in life. Whatever it is, just understand, you are responsible for you. You are responsible for you. Which means if you accomplish and you self-actualize, give yourself an incredible shkoyah. And if you don't, that's on you. Other people can play a contributing role. Other people definitely impact who I become and what I don't become. But at the end of the day, as we often say, the buck of my life stops with me. And I, and I alone, am responsible for the person I become or I don't become. Adam Muad Leolam. So let's listen back to this. So the Gemara says, oh, I really got to focus on the daf. All right, so let's say, so listen to this. So much here, so much here. So let's say, so now watch this. So the Gemara says like this. So therefore, so what's the avos and toldos? If you want to say the av is damage I do while I'm awake, and the tolda is damage I do while I'm asleep, that can't be because damage, adam or the olam, a person is always responsible for his actions, no matter what. The say, listen to this. Ella, akicho v'neo. Listen to this. Maybe I'm both saying, maybe the av is where I do damage, you know, with my hands. You know, I, I, I go over, I punch someone, right? I go over, I, uh, you know, slash someone's tires. Right? So lemaisa, and maybe the tolda, is where I cause damage with my phlegm and with my saliva. All right. So the says, Hey, Chidami, what exactly is that case? So the says, So say, if, let's say, again, I did damage to someone, like I spit in someone's face, right? And as a result of spitting in someone's face, you know, they slipped and fell, right? So then that's my koach, right? That's no different than me punching someone in the face, right? That, that's my koach. So the says, So the says, now, say, if we're talking about a case where, let's say, I spit on the floor, and then five minutes later, Ruben walked by, and what happened? He slipped. He slipped, and the boss said, then what is that? That's not Adam. What is that? What is that? Bein l'rabein l'shmua hainu bar. That's bar. Interesting, right? So the says, so what's the told? The Ella told that the mave kemave. Okay, let's say. So rather, I must see that one. Again, remember, this is going, if, now we don't know what mave is yet, right? We're going to get to that later. But again, if you go with the idea that mave is Adam, Mave is Adam, Mave is Adam Amazik, then you'd have to say Avos and Toldos are the same. So part of Papa. So once again, the Kikamra Papa, I've told the Daesh. Okay, now, now, now we are really at the end of the road over here, right? Remember again, we are now Abbasid Arba Avos Nazikin. We've essentially went through three of them, right? So Shar, all the Avos are like the Toldos. All the Avos like the Toldos. Bar, all the Avos like the Toldos. Mave, if you go with the idea that Mave is Adam, is a person who's damaging, Avos and Toldos are the same. So I'm going to say, now we are literally at the end of the road. Hever. Hever is Eish. It's damage done by fire. So watch this. So the Vichikon Papa told the Eish. Told the Eish my new. So I'm going to say, what is the Tolda of Eish? What is, now again, I'm going to say, what's the classic case of Eish? What will be the Av of Eish? Classic case of Eish would actually be, where, where am I lighting a fire? In my property, I fail to guard the fire and the fire goes into Ruben's property and causes, and causes damage. That would be the paradigmatic Av of Aish. So watch this. So what will be the Tolda? So told Aish Mainihu, Ilema Avno Sakino Umaso Shenichan Barosh Kago, Vinaflo Beruach Mutsuya Behezigo. Oh, listen to this, Abosai. So remember, Aish also by definition requires Ruach, 
right? Remember again, ish by itself doesn't damage, right? You light a fire. How does fire? How does how does fire go from my property to Ruvain's property? Wind. Wind. So let's say maybe the told goes like this. Watch this. I place a knife or a rock or a package on the top of my roof, and a ruach mutzi, a regular wind comes along, blows it off, falls onto Ruvain, damages Ruvain. Maybe that's the tolda, maybe that's the tolda of age. So in other words, I've taken something which has the ability to damage, I place it in a situation where a ruach mutsuya, just a common wind, could blow it off and damage someone else or something else, maybe that's the tolda. So the Gemara says, hey, chidami, what's the case? So take a look, take a look at Rashi. If the item fell off and damaged something, then okay, that's going to be H. So what's the definition of H? Definition of H is you created something that has the ability to damage. Then another force intervenes and moves that object from a safe space to hurt someone else. Umamoncha, it's your property. And ultimately, again, you are responsible, you are responsible to guard it. Well, if that's the definition, I will say then what? Harinami. So I will say then it's the same thing as the case of the, the rock or the knife on top of the roof. Harinami. Again, those are my objects placed in an originally safe space. And another force acts upon them. Mamoncha, they are owned by me. And ultimately, again, I'm responsible to guard it. So, other words, so again, you see that by Aish, so say that's the definition of Aish. That's the definition of Aish. Again, I, cre- I put something that is mine in a potentially safe place. Another force intervened, causing it to damage. The object is owned by me, and I have responsibility to guard it. Well, if that's the case, hello, told it to Aish, Kaish. All right, so say, so now again, once again, so I'll say, so it turns out now all four categories in the Mishnah. Avos and Toldos are the same. Which means, I will say, it sounds like by Nezikin, Nezikin is going to resemble the Shabbos model. Come bring me a full circle, I will say. But again, but here's the problem. We, that we, can't, we can't go with that because Rav Papa did say that there is a case of Avos and Nezikin that are not, Avos and Toldos are not the same. So I will say, now watch this. I'm Rav Papa, I've told him the Regal, i told the Regal. Rav Papa was the told of Regal. Regal, how came the told of Geregal, Geregal? That's not true. We already said that the told of Regal is like Regal. So Gemara says, no, 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 Bechatsi Nezek Tsroros. Both sides finishes up quickly. What is this talking about? Now I'll say, we're going to get, I'm not, we're not going to delve into this right now, but I will say, there's going to see, there's a kind of Tsroros. What's Tsroros? An animal is walking. Animal is walking. Now both say, classic case of Regal is what? Animal is walking, stomps on something, crushes it, destroys it. Tsroros is going to be the case where the animal kicks up pebbles, the pebbles fly, and the pebbles damage. Pebbles damage. So I will say, what we are going to see is that there is a halacha lemoshe misinai, a Sinaitic law that says for tsuroros, for pebbles kicked up, you only pay chasinezek. You only pay chasinezek. You only pay half damages. The hilchas sagimirila ultimately is halacha lemoshe misinai. So I will say, now watch this. Watch this. This is incredible. So this is fascinating. So when Rav Papa says that avos and toldos are not the same, what was he referring to? He was referring to the din of Tsroros. So Tsroros is under the umbrella of Regal. That when it comes to Regal, normally you pay full damages, but by Tsroros, you only pay half damages. See, he's calling Tsroros a tolda of Regal. And that's going to be a case of where the Av and the tolda are different. Because the Av, you pay full damages. The tolda, you pay half damages. I don't understand. That might carry the tolda de Regal, right? 
Ultimately, again, why, why do you go ahead and call Tzoros a tolda of Regel? To which the Gemara says, L'shalim min ha'aliyah. Ultimately, again, I will say, because we're going to see that halacha l'maysa, halacha l'maysa, when it comes to Tzoros, ultimately, again, you have to pay chasin nazak, even if the half damages you have to pay is worth more than the damaging animal. Again, we're going to get into the technicalities of this as well, as to whether or not damages could be capped at the value of the damaging animal. When it comes to Tzoros, we're going to see you pay half damages, even if half damages ultimately is more than the value of the actual damaging animal. Sigmar says, Sigmar says, bai bai rava. But Rav asked this question. Let's finish up to two dots. Debai Rava, Chatin Ezek Tzoros, Migufa Meshali, Mina Aliyah Meshali. When we say, when we pay Chatin Ezek of Tzoros, half damage for Tzoros, is that half damage is capped at the value of the damaging animal? Or no, you pay the entire value of the, of the damages, even if it exceeds the value of the damaging animal. So the Rav and Mibari, the Rapapa Peshitale, according to Rav, this was a question. According to Rapapa, ultimately it was Pashat. The Rav, the Mibari, Amai Karle told of the Regal. But according to Rav, who has this question, why does he call Tzoros the told of Regal? The Potra, Birshasram, to tell you that Allah Kalamaisa, you are Potter for Tzoros in Rishasaram. So I will say, let me, with that 30 seconds we have left, just to close, I will say, so finally we have resolution. Finally we have resolution. So I will say, what do we have? Today's entire daf, today's entire daf was devoted to what? Answering one simple question, which is, Rav Papa, you tell me that Avos and Toldos are not the same. So what did we try to do? We went through every single Av and Toldo possibly imaginable, and Avos, it turns out that's what? Under Shar, under Shar, when we have Karen, Shane, and Regal, Avos and Toldos are treated the same. Bar, Avos and Toldos are treated the same. Mave, now remember again, what's Mave? Machlokes. But if you go with Mave being Adam, ultimately Avos and Toldos treated the same. Hever, Eish, Avos and Toldos treated the same. So Rapapa, what are you talking about? It turns out, I will say, that Rapapa wasn't, wasn't making a categorical statement. He was making a very specific statement. His specific statement, Rapapa, was about Regal, specifically about Sroros. That when he, whereas typical Regals where the animal damages by, again, stomping on something, Sroros is where it kicks up. It kicks up the pebbles and ends up damaging. In that case, Rapapa, it's Sroros, you only pay Chazin as a half damages. So as opposed to a regular case of regal, where you pay full damages, in the case of Tzoros, you only pay half damages. And that's what Rav Papa meant when he said that there's a case where Avos and Toldos are not the same. So I will say again, in full circle, it turns out that although we started yesterday's daf seeing that there are two different models of Avos and Toldos. Shabbos, where Avos and Toldos are the same. Tuma, where Avos and Toldos are different. When it comes to Nezik, when it comes to damages, they fall under the Shabbos umbrella. Avos and Toldos are treated the same. Rabosai, Shkoyach. What a daf. What a daf. Tomorrow, I'm here to show me continue with, with Mave. With Mave. Going back to Mave, what does it actually mean?